You're listening to episode number 104 of the Journey to Manifesting podcast. This one is a juicy one, so let's get started. Welcome back to the show. This is just also a quick reminder that if you haven't already registered for my free masterclass, you can do so by going to sarahprout.com forward slash abundance creator. This is where I will be sharing the five key secrets to becoming exactly that, an abundance creator, how you can manifest and attract more prosperity, more freedom and whatever it is that you want into your life. And so we go through some really powerful insight questions and manifesting rituals live in the masterclass. So make sure you go to sarahprout.com forward slash abundance creator and reserve your space. So let's dive into today's topic, today's theme, which is a little bit controversial. So make sure that you are, um, you've got some time to spend with me today because I'm really going to dive deep with this one. So get a cup of tea, a glass of wine, take me for a walk with you, whatever you need to do to really tune in to the message of this episode. It is all about how indeed a leopard can change its spots. I'm going to share with you the five reasons why people can change, why life shows up and creates and builds our character and changes the patterns in the ordinary ways that we show up. And this was based on, hmm, how do I put this? It was based on a response that I had energetically, intuitively, and emotionally to somebody on an Instagram story. Now, I won't name names. I'm not that type of person. But they were talking about the uh, the photo that was recently taken of Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston and how they have some kind of connection going on. Now, there are body language experts that are really, you know, diving in deep with an issue that is really none of their business. Um, you know, who cares whether... Um, you know, they're back together or they're not back together and we're speculating on where his hand is placed or where her hand is placed and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So to give some context for those of you that may be not up to date with popular culture, uh, about 15 years ago, Brad Pitt cheated on his wife at the time, Jennifer Aniston, with Angelina Jolie, who was his co-star on a movie. And I believe it was Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And they fell in love. Um, So this person on Instagram was saying, you know, that she was questioning whether she's the only person in the world that actually can't stand Brad Pitt and thinks he's not a good guy because he cheated on his wife. And she was saying essentially that a leopard cannot change its spots. And so the fact that he's single now and Jennifer Aniston's single now means that if they do get back together or they have some kind of connection, that he is indeed 15 years down the track, still a bad guy. And so I watched this and I'm like, okay, so on some level, this feeds this person's audience, those people that are addicted to drama out there and judgment and... Uh, not seeing the full spectrum of possibilities. And I really started to feel a shame piece 
inside me start to rise up. And this was really interesting to witness because (laughs) I don't talk about this publicly very often. I've written about it in my book, Dear Universe, 200 Mini Meditations for Instant Manifestations. Um, But I don't dive into the details. And this is something that I want to share with you today because when she was saying, essentially, once a cheater, always a cheater, I got triggered (laughs) because um, I cheated on my first husband when uh, in the later stages. That's part of the way that I exited 10 years of a very toxic dynamic between me and my first husband. Now, if you're familiar with my work, then you probably know the story. Um, My Goldcast video has been viewed nearly 55 million times of the explosive dynamics between my first husband and I. But what that video does not depict is that I actually had an affair. It wasn't something that I planned. It wasn't something that I was actively seeking. It just was a situation that unfolded where I met a guy and we fell in love or so I thought and he gave me a certain level of attention and understanding and empathy and care that I had been in my mind, starved of for a long, long time. And so the relationship there just built really naturally, very effortlessly. And I ended up sleeping with this guy. And, you know, to cut a long story short, I ended up moving in with him after I left my first husband for about eight weeks. And I knew that I couldn't leave one man for another. And so that naturally, you know, ran its course. This is actually very difficult to talk about. Um, But the point here is that when I had the affair, there were lies. I lied about where I was. I lied about what I was doing. Um, And at this point, I'd already declared separation with my first husband, even though we we were still living under the same roof and we were sleeping in separate beds. I still classify it as an affair because I was being very underhanded. I was being secretive and manipulative and all of those things because I was justifying the reason why I could seek happiness. And, you know, my my relationship with my first husband wasn't easy. We didn't communicate in a very healthy and effective way. Um, that doesn't make what I did right. It doesn't give me a permission slip to go, oh, well, if you're in a relationship that isn't fulfilling and perhaps has had incidences of domestic violence over the years that, yeah, sure, go and fall in love with another man and, you know, be unfaithful. Because at the core of my being, that broke every single moral code in my book. I was doing something that I could never have imagined in a million years would be something that I would do. No matter, you know, what the situation, it was just, it was something that I created a lot of shame around because for me, it's not right. If you are in a relationship, no matter how good, bad or ugly it is, you don't go somewhere else, right? But I did. And I had, at the time, I was so swept up in the excitement of it, in the newness of it, in the uh, the attention and the, the physicality of the affair as well, which I won't go into maybe a story for another day. Um, But there was so much shame built around that after that relationship closed down because I really didn't take into consideration the feelings of the person that I was having the affair with. Because for 
you know, that period of a few months that we were together, I was convinced that that person was who I was supposed to be with. That person was uh, somebody that, you know, showed up in my life as a soulmate. You know, there was lots of spiritual concepts wrapped around that as well. So, and interestingly enough, just as a little side story here, um, I feel like this is a very personal episode that's almost like a confession. Um, I was emailing Sean, my current husband in America, and I was asking him what to do, how I should dismantle this relationship. So I actually, after the first time that I slept with this guy, um, the, the day after was when I confessed, was when I said to my husband, yes, I slept with somebody else. And that is the night that he destroyed all of my stuff. And that is in the Goldcast video that was conveniently edited out. Um, and because we thought that it wasn't really an important factor, violence is violence, whether it's, you know, destroying your stuff, whether it's harming your physical body, whether it's, uh, you know, sexual, financial, whatever it is, mental abuse. Um, that was a decision that I chose to not talk about. However, even though I had the affair, it did not give my first husband permission to ruin all of my stuff. Doesn't make it right. No matter how you slice it, we were both in the wrong. We were both suffering. We were both in the depths of pain and despair, emotionally, physically, spiritually. There was something just not right about what was going on. So I believe that was really the breakdown before the breakthrough. And the previous episode that you would have listened to uh, talks about that, talks about how quite often failure or uh, drama or um, disappointment comes before success, before a new chapter that you're about to enter into your life with. So getting back into this Instagram story from this person that I really admire, actually, um, and she was talking about Brad and Jennifer and how Brad is just a bad guy and he will always be a bad guy. And so I started feeling that shame piece rise within my heart, like, okay, if she thinks that about Brad, she'd probably think that about me because I cheated on my first husband. It's so interesting how even in the subtle ways that we address people, we need to be more responsible for how it could be perceived because we could be isolating a major part of our audience, our friendship circle, our family, our community, whoever it is. We have to be more mindful to be more inclusive. And this is why the message of today's podcast is so important to rise above the judgment because we don't know what goes on unless we walk that path, unless we are in their shoes. It's so easy, especially looking at celebrity culture and, you know, the, the people that are examining body language in a single photo to say, yes, she still loves him or yes, he's into her now and he's pursuing her. Those assumptions are really, really dangerous and so the message of today's episode is to get curious about ways in your life that you show up and you judge people without fully understanding the full context. So a, uh, another story I'll share is, um, oh, I, I wrote about this in my book, um, <laughs> so it's okay if I say it. Uh, it was a next door neighbor that I had who uh, cheated on his wife, he left her and her three children, their three children, for a younger woman. And I remember how much suffering this woman went through. It was really tough to see the emotional devastation. And I really judged this guy. I'm like, how dare you? 
how dare you leave your wife uh, and and be with this other woman and your three kids and what's that teaching them? And it was it within probably around four or five months later that I ended up in the situation where I had the affair. So I was so judgmental and then I ended up in pretty much the same situation where I could then understand, hey, maybe everything isn't as... Um, rosy as you think it is behind those closed doors. Later, I found out that this woman had a problem with alcohol, that she had also been unfaithful, that there were a whole bunch of different dynamics going on behind the scenes that I couldn't understand. And yet I was judging at a surface level. This is where it gets so dangerous. And so as you listen to the theme and the content of today's episode, I want you to remember my favorite quote by the Sufi poet Rumi, who once wrote, out beyond wrongdoings and rightdoings is a field. I'll meet you there. And so in my work as a manifesting teacher, I am so committed to not just taking things at face value, but digging below the surface to do that research, to get curious about all sides of the equation. And just to reiterate, I'm not saying by any means that it is right to cheat on your spouse because, and I'll go into this in the five reasons why a, che- why a cheater, why a leopard can actually change their spots. And so I can't believe I just said cheater instead of leopard. That's very funny and Freudian. Uh, I do believe that people can change and I will dive into this because I think it's so important that we don't just characterize somebody and write them off because everything that unfolds in our reality, good, bad and ugly, serves a purpose to facilitate the energetic expansion of consciousness and conscious awareness on this planet. So the question is this, you know, can Brad Pitt change so he could be faithful to Jennifer Aniston? Number one, it's none of our damn business. Number two, uh, yeah, he can. And his past does not define his present moment experience. So let's dive in right now to the five reasons why that leopard, why a leopard can change its spots. So the first reason is that you are always changing. Human beings are always evolving, growing, learning, maybe taking two steps back to take a step forward, but we are always changing and growing. You can't help it. Um, This morning when I got my daughter dressed uh, from her pajamas into her her clothes that she chose to wear for today, she said, mommy, I'm getting taller. And I said, that's a good thing because you're always changing your cells. You have billions upon billions of cells that are dying off and being regenerated every single second of the day every moment. So you are not the same person you are five minutes ago, five months ago, five years ago. You are always changing. And I'm pretty sure if you look back at your own life, you're not the same person. Now you might have the same set of morals or the same set of beliefs. They are flexible. They can change. So the second reason why a leopard can change its spots is because your character matures and changes over time. So let's just say that, um, you know, I was I was 29 when I had the affair. I feel radically different now at 40 years old than I did 11 years ago, 11, 12 years ago. So 
just remember your character matures. It might not necessarily shift from some of those hardline beliefs and um, core perceptions of the world and the rules that you have set up based on how you were raised in your childhood or uh, your experiences, especially throughout your adult life. But just remember, your character matures. You learn new things. Just imagine for a moment that you are 90 years old. And if you are already 90 years old, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I love the fact that the Journey to Manifesting show appeals to a broad audience. Uh, Just imagine that you are 90 years old. You are not going to be aware of the same things now within your character as you do with the maturity that you will have at 90 years old. Okay, so just remember, you are always growing. Take it back to number one. You are always changing, growing and evolving. Number three is that (laughs) this is a good one. Painful experiences teach us how to behave. Some of us, this is a divine path. This is what I would categorize as grace, even though it comes in the ugliest package possible. Sometimes painful experiences teach us how to behave. So for me, having an affair was one of the most painful, shame-creating experiences that I have ever had because I have that moral conscience associated with my character. I liken it to uh, when you're a kid, you know that, um, I don't know, like as an example, my son, when he was about two years old, he put his hand or his two fingers on the iron as I was ironing the clothes and He didn't do that again because he realized that that was a painful experience. You don't touch the iron when it's on. And the same for me is, you know, lying or cheating or doing those things that are radically that that create pain that are outside of your moral comfort zone. Now, we always say that magic happens outside of your comfort zone, but pain happens outside of your moral comfort zone. It really does. But sometimes you have to go there in order to strengthen your rules, your boundaries, the, um, the strength of your character and how you show up as a human being. Now, the fourth one is that your past does not define your future. Okay, so Dr. Phil says that um, your history or your past maps out, you know, your, your behavioral patterns. And that's true to an extent. But just because bad things have happened in your past does not mean that they're going to happen in your future. So you get out of that scarcity mindset into that abundance mindset where you believe that good things are coming your way, that painful experiences happen for a purpose because hindsight being 2020, the current year that I'm recording this episode, hindsight is so powerful when you can reflect on your mistakes and especially how that translates in the business world, in the entrepreneurial space. Some of the greatest success stories have happened because they learned how to ride that wave of failure, of uncertainty, of shame, of not getting it right. So often we perfect things when we look at the mistakes, when we can really get brave enough to tune into ways that we didn't perform in the optimum way possible. And this is where really the magic of creation happens when we are willing to make those mistakes, when we are willing to take ownership of where we have gone wrong. But there's this beautiful magic in personal responsibility when we can show up and say, hey, I made this choice, right or wrong, good, bad or ugly, and I I made it. It was me. 
Uh, It wasn't your fault. It was me. It's not you. It's me. (laughs) And so when I look back on the time that I had the affair um, with my, uh, when I cheated on my first husband, it's a very difficult sentence to say, um, that was me. That was my personal responsibility. That was my choice. I have my own agency. I am my own sovereign being. I made that choice. Was it the right choice? Probably not. Was it the choice that I would change now? Absolutely not, because that mistake made me who I am today. Okay, and I love that. I love the fact that I took that wrong turn because now I can show other people, hey, if you are considering having an affair, don't do it because it's so painful. There are other ways that you can consciously dismantle a relationship. There are other ways that you can take radical self-responsibility and express how you are feeling and not take responsibility for how it lands inside the heart of the other person. We are all on our own unique journey and our own unique path. This is one of the reasons why you cannot manifest for somebody else, because we have this sacred contract that we wrote, uh, we co-signed with the universe, God, source energy, the force, before we were born. We are playing out karma, and who knows what that is? We are playing out sacred contracts, and who knows what that is as well? But we are here right now to learn, to grow, and to evolve. And so when you remember that there are no mistakes that you are here for a reason, that any detour, even if it's painful, is a purpose that serves the creation of your beautiful life story, then you realize that we are just playing out our roles, that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And we need to lead with love, lead by example. We need to make sure that our children know the difference between when to... um, embrace the journey versus when to resist it rather than teaching them the difference between right and wrong which is so easy of course you teach I taught my son don't put your hand on the iron but he did it anyway this is the thing we don't have any control over the choices of agency that our children make on their own terms okay so reason number five is that we live in an infinite universe as infinite beings with infinite possibilities So you can change, you can grow, you can learn, you can rise above judgment. So if you have made a mistake in your life, which I'm pretty sure 99% of us all have made at some point or another, whether it's a so-called big mistake or a tiny mistake, it's okay. You need to show up with a sense of self-compassion. So um, what's really funny about this is that I live, let's see, on a golf course and across the golf course is the home of OJ Simpson. So it's probably about a, I don't know, three minute little walk across the golf course. And I can see into OJ Simpson's backyard and I can see his house and, you know, when he turns his lights off to go to sleep at night. And I mean, this is one of the most notorious characters of all time. And I live in that radius of this guy. Um, I went to lunch with my dad and my daughter, uh, I think it was just before Christmas, at this beautiful organic restaurant at a place called Downtown Summerlin, which is where I live in Las Vegas. And my dad's like, I know who that is. And OJ Simpson walked in and all heads kind of just looked towards him. And, you know, I could see the people on the table next to me and they were like, oh, 
you know, they were, they were sitting in disgust. And then there were other people that were fascinated by him and wanted selfies with this guy who allegedly killed his wife. Now, this is where it gets really difficult to rise above judgment and to get into that field of beyond right and beyond wrong to just what is. But we're human beings. What if this guy has done the what, what if he's done that emotional, spiritual work to get to a place that he is showing up with self-compassion, that he is remorseful? I don't know. Like, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know the details. And I'm glad I don't know the details. But as human beings, we have a responsibility to look for the best. And I'm not, I'm, you know, let's just separate this conversation out from OJ Simpson now. I'm talking about people that may have a dark past that may have um, been addicted to drugs or alcohol and have risen above those challenges. I know plenty of people that have had severe drug addiction and have a so-called dark past and they are normal, whatever normal is. They are beautiful, functioning members of society that are contributing, that are creating powerful brands, that have written books, that are reflecting on their times where they did things that people would call less than desirable. And this is the beauty of the human condition, that we have a choice as to how we show up. I can tell you right now, without a shadow of a doubt, that there would be, have to be a very strange and peculiar set of circumstances before I would cheat on my husband. And, you know, I say this very, very seriously, that I learned the hard way how much that level of dishonesty, of deceit, of not showing up with an open sense of communication would have on my life, the impact that it took on my heart. I believe, now this is really... This is really tough to say, but I believe that one of the reasons why I kept on having the recurrent miscarriages over and over again in that 10-month period back in 2013 and 14 was because my body felt broken from the inside. I was still processing those feelings of shame, those feelings of staying in a bad relationship for 10 years. I was not honoring who I am, what I wanted, and how I felt. And this is the essence and the framework of emotional empowerment. When you can tune in, when you can ask yourself, hey, how am I feeling right now? And when you can be honest, because let's face it, in the personal development self-help industry, there's a lot of sweeping under the rug. If you're having a bad day, if you're having negative thoughts, if you're questioning yourself, then you make it wrong. But what if you showed up and you neutralized that and you said, hey, it's okay that I'm not okay today. Maybe tomorrow will be better. Maybe I can show up with self-compassion. Maybe I can just allow myself to have a big and good cry. Maybe I can just get it out of my, my system and feel better because that way then you're looking at your emotions from the vantage point of moving through you rather than sticking with you, sticking to your aura like a Garfield on the side of a car window and defining who you are. Because you are not your emotions. Your emotions are vehicles to perceive the world around you. And so we have this beautiful opportunity to remember that when we can rise above judgment of others, that when we can rise above judgment of ourselves, because we are so harsh on ourselves, it's time to ease up. It's time to get curious rather than judge. It's time to dig a little deeper rather than just accepting things 
as face value. There is always so much more under the surface than we can ever possibly understand or assume. So just remember with Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, it's none of our business, (laughs) even though I'm recording a podcast about it. Um, But we're not judging, right? We're not judging. This is important because when we view our opinions and make other people wrong as celebrities, we're making other human beings wrong that, you know, it's, of course, it's up to us how it lands, how it feels not to take things personally like it is and says and states in the Four Agreements book, which is a great book, by the way. Don't take things personally. Um, Examine those moments when you are triggered because there could be pieces of shame that are floating around in your system just to get rid of. And just remember that we're all human beings and we're here on a journey. We're here to learn, to grow, and that a leopard can change its spots. There is such a thing as reform. There is such a thing as remorse and change and regret and all of those good things that make us uh, not sociopathic or psychopathic. Um, That's a conversation for another day. And that it is okay to make mistakes. So whatever you're going through, ease up. Um, and remember a little bit less of the judgment, a little bit more of the self-compassion and enjoying the journey. So thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit gutsier and a bit more personal than I had anticipated when I recorded this. And, um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here and being part of the Journey to Manifesting community. Community? What? I'll do that one again. Thank you so much for being part of the Journey to Manifesting community. I have a little bit of a cold. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Lots of love. And I will speak to you again very soon for another episode of the Journey to Manifesting. Bye for now. Hey there, if you are still listening at the end of this episode, just a reminder that there is enough time to reserve your space in my upcoming free masterclass, which is all about the five key secrets to becoming an abundance creator. Go to sarahprout.com forward slash abundance creator, and I hope to see you there.